It's the truth on WTMJ with Dr. Ken Harris. You're hollering at me and you hurt my feelings. Oh, so my gosh. So there. Dr. Ken's mind is fine as age mind, let me tell you. And Denise Thomas. Denise makes what? Too much <laughs> Duet. Like, ah. don't go breaking my heart. Elton John and... I wouldn't if I tried. Yes, right. duet. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studio at The Avenue, here's Dr. Ken Harris and Denise Thomas. So, Dr. Ken's mind is fine as wine? Wow! We're moving on to a new topic. And she then it's... The and then it's, oh, Denise Thomas, and we're going to do a duet. Evan, do it. Can you please make me look as inte- intelligent as Dr. Ken when you do the next <laughs> intro? That that was quite the compliment. Dr. Ken's mind fine is as fine as wine. Wow. I'll let you just, you know. But I'm old. And I'm dur. aged. ER like fine wine. Dur. See? Show some respect to your elders. You're not my elder. I am. No, you're not. I am. I'm more than I consider, 10 years older than you. I was going to say, I consider my elder, you got to be 15 years minimum. I'm more so go lean towards the 20 year mark. And how old but are you? But you, Dr. Ken, I will be 48 next okay. year. And add 10 to that, and it's what? 58. 59, 60, 61, 62. Oh! 63, 15 mm. years. Show no. some respect to and your you're, you're short. You're short two years. You no, are no, eight. No, no, no. You, you are, just told me 15. You are, I said 15. I'm 15 years older than you. No, you're not. I am. I'm 63 years old. I'm not 48 yet. So it's even more. It's 16. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't you dug, consider you my You dug elder. that hole. You dug that hole. I'm just saying, I don't in. consider you. <laughs> I don't consider you my elder. I I'm can, your elder. I consider you. Using I consider you words. actually using your words. I consider you a peer. I consider. <laughs> minute, I regard you this? as a peer. Listen, I got one right. Was that sixty years? I'm old enough to be your daddy. <laughs> You're not old enough to be my dad. Maybe in Kentucky. <laughs> but or Mississippi. Not, not in the Midwest. <laughs> right. In the Midwest, I'd, I'd be in we prison. tend to do things a I'd little bit prison. differently. Like normal? Okay, I'm sorry. 855-616-1620. And I can say that because my dad's from Kentucky, so I don't want any, wow. any Kentucky people coming for me. I can say that. Wow. That's how you ended up in Southern Indiana? Yeah. Wow. I don't like people Yeah, my dad. Why? Why? Because I only know two people from Kentucky. And I only like one of them. So because you only know. <laughs> hey, we basically this, think this on our This ladies experience. and gentlemen is the you rationale of what. about people I can too. You're right. So there. What's our topic for the next 50 minutes? I want to I I go back to the Mattioli trial because there were some things okay. in this trial that kind of disturbed me. First, I want to know, does anybody believe that he should have been found not guilty? Um, there the was there TMJ. Was, I want to look. I'm like, let me go ahead and remind everybody because I want to hear the is too. The TMJ Old National Bank talking text line is eight five five. I'm going to say this slow because I really want. I am interested in learning if you feel or agree with the verdict of not guilty. 
The Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Or even if you disagree. Even if you disagree. Because, first first of all, let's let's get a couple things straight about the case. He was on trial for first-degree reckless homicide, not first-degree intentional homicide. Where you intentionally take the life of a human being, it's a class A felony up to 60 years in prison. No, I'm sorry. Let me add a little bit to that. In life, in prison. First degree. I'm not as intellectual. First degree reckless homicide is whoever recklessly causes death of another human being under circumstances which show utter disregard for human life. That means that you did something and you should have known that if you kept doing it, they would die. And that's what he did. Okay, let let me just add a little context, okay? So I'm I'm going to sh- be, you know, the layman term person here. So Mattioli, a 13-year veteran of the Milwaukee Police Department, was off duty when he restrained Acevedo for 10 minutes during a fight at Mattioli's home back in April of 2020. Interesting. That was kind of like when COVID was going on. We were having parties. It's neither here nor there. Let, Co- me, let me stop. Co- cocaine parties, no doubt. During the peak of COVID. Interesting. Okay. The two men were friends and were at Mattioli's home with two other people after a night of partying. Acevedo, who again at the time was 25 years old, died later, days later from his injuries. And Mattioli was charged with, as Dr. Ken had reported, first degree reckless homicide in Acevedo's death. So I just want to give some background for those that weren't familiar. So again, he was charged in a criminal trial because the family now of Acevedo said they have, or they're going to file a civil lawsuit. But in terms of the criminal trial, he was found not guilty. (sighs) The jury deliberated for five and a half hours. And considered a lesser included offense of second degree reckless homicide instead of the first degree charge. Please help me understand, Mm -hmm. Dr. Ken, Mm -hmm. from your perspective. Mm -hmm. Because I'm speaking from the lens of a human being. How are we in a position where two individuals can get into a fight and one with their hands or, you know, bare hands kills the other person during this fight and is found not guilty. Again, I'm asking, help me understand. I don't know because one, I wasn't there Two, I haven't seen the transcript of the trial in terms of what information and things went out that occurred. I do know that someone said the opening for the prosecution was five minutes. That's problematic for me. Um, That there was no energy in the prosecutor in terms of of, um, commanding expertise as an attorney or prosecutor. Uh, Of course, I didn't see it. If there's video or if there's... um, transcript i would i would love to read it 
you know, I may have to make an open record, may have to. I'd make an open records request to get the transcript because one of the things that people just don't understand is you have to hear all the evidence. And I'm not saying personally you choked somebody and they died. It's it's kind of first or second degree reckless homicide. I don't I don't I the argument should have been which one we going which, which one will we find him guilty on not we're going to find him not guilty that's that's one number 2 people have to understand that every single case has its own set of facts its own set of evidence its own set of prosecutors defense attorneys and witnesses so you could get charged with the same thing but the outcome can be significantly different. And if and if people don't take that into account, they're going to think like, oh, look, four people got convicted of the same thing. So that's terrible. It's well, you got to look at each individual case or a case where three people got convicted and one didn't. Oh, it's a miscarriage. Well, you can't compare it to the other case. Each case has to stand on its own. I think the unfortunate thing is. And I'm going on an assumption here. Admittedly, the jury was looking for a reason to not lock up Michael Mattioli. And I think what has to happen is we have to start looking at and and having an understanding of criminal psychology as it relates to when a person, how can I say this? If Michael Mattioli was found guilty. He would have cried. He would have been upset. But if you had asked him, did you think the trial was fair? There's there's a, like a 95% chance he would have said it was fair. Why? Because people that actually see the justice process have a completely different understanding of it than people that hear about it or read about it. And so when we come back, we're, we're going to really maybe dive into that why aren't people seeing the process? Why aren't they going to court? Why aren't they signing up when you get a summons? And because every time I go, people, oh, my left toe hurt and, and I got to go to the doctor tomorrow so I can't be here. Like they come up with these ridiculous reasons not to serve. I'd be interested to know. 855-616-1620 is the talking text line. She's Denise Thomas. I'm Dr. Ken. I was about to say I'm Denise Thomas, and she's Dr. Ken. (laughs) (laughs) That would be freaky. That would be weird. (laughs) Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. Denise Thomas, Dr. Ken Harris. What is it you want to do when you grow up? I had a good comeback, but I'm not. You hurt my feelings. I'm not going to speak to you for the rest of the show. I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Dr. Ken. I'm done. I'm done. So you know talk- I'm sensitive. You're sensitive. I'm sensitive too. No, you're not. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's hurtful. You hurt my Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I gotta make myself cry. <laughs> Y'all should see him. <laughs> they can. can on YouTube. They can actually see us. Yes. 620 WTMJ Live. Up just go to the 620WTMJ.com page. Click watch live. And here we are. And witness Dr. Ken Harris 
Cry on cue like an actor. <laughs> okay, I'm done. So, talking text line 855-616-1620 says, basically, did he resign from MPD or was he fired? Well, he resigned. However, he had 13 years on. He's vested. So, he'll get whatever percentage of his pension that he might get, 50%, 40 whatever it is. Um. Now that he's not guilty, does MPD need to reinstate him? You can't get reinstated after you quit. You would have to go back through the academy and reapply, do all that stuff. And so he quit. So he's done. And potentially owing back pay. No, he doesn't get back pay. Had they suspended him or fired him and he was found not guilty, and then he um, violated a department rule and procedure and all that, that's why he resigned. There were department rules and procedures that he was going to eventually be fired anyway. And he didn't want to be fired, so he quit. That's my assumption. I don't know what decision he made. Kind of like our U.S. government. Whenever you hear so-and-so resign from, it means they were about to get fired. Well, more than likely. 90% of the time. Yes, but it it depends. In the U.S. government, trust me. Well, I mean... It's just, it's a power thing. Like, I don't want to go out that quit, being fired. All the people that quit out of the Biden or Obama or, or Trump, or were they going to get fired or did they say, I'm out? The majority of the time, it is, you're about to get fired. We're not getting you're along, so, so, so just resign. So I'm positive. serious. <laughs> you're so positive. How many times, I mean, aside from the <laughs> Trump administration, did you hear somebody getting fired? Well, I don't even think a lot of... A lot of his cabinet uh, uh, or his administration. No, they, but a boatload of people left um, Vice President Harris's uh, cabinet and working for her, stuff like that. So I, I, th- I thought that was I thought that was I don't know what it was. because We don't know why they left. I mean, most of them based, went into based on my jobs. memory, based on my memory or my recollection mm-hmm. when it comes to the executive office of this country. Right. I the only administration that I know of where they had who came in and stayed the longest was Baby Bush and Clinton. I remember I could I yeah, knew they, they, yeah, you're right. The they cabinet, were blowing out of, yeah. out of Obama like yeah. But but Obama's issue was that too many people from Clinton's administration were in his cabinet and they had no business being there anyway. They they probably worked there long enough so they could get a um pension. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't say that. I, I well, it's the you know this is the true segment. I I'm just as we're entering a presidential election, and you know we have <laughs> who will probably be the Republican candidate, President Trump, which coincidentally will be announced here in Milwaukee. Whoever they decide, whoever they vote for, in terms of the Republican National Party, and the Democratic candidate obviously will be. Joe Biden. And then we have Robert Kennedy Jr. Well, we who, by the way, Wait. his numbers are high. Yes, they are. Like 29%. Yep. But anyway, especially me, among young voters. Let me, let me get back to my talking text now before I get hollered at. Um, okay. My opinion is that the prosecutor didn't present the best case for a conviction. Uh, no kidding. I'm, and and I, I tell everybody. You want to complain about people getting out of jail. You want to complain about people getting long sentences by judges. You want to complain about. I have an issue with the prosecutors at the DA's office here. I think it is 
some of the prosecutors, because I know a few of them, are absolutely phenomenal. They do their jobs. They are. They understand the rule of law. They do a great job. But you got a few, including the district attorney. There needs to be a change. The culture of that place needs to change. I always say about the legal community in Milwaukee, it's good, it's great, but it's incestuous. Everybody went to school at Madison. Everybody went to school at Marquette. And I'm, I'm using the in air quotes, everybody. The majority of people all went to law school together or went to the same. And now they're all serving as judges. The judges come from the attorneys. The attorneys come from are the prosecutors and the defense attorneys and the public defense, like, and the private attorneys. They all went to the same school. So it's like, where's, I don't, I don't trust them being removed enough when you know you're going to the African-American or, or the Bar Association dinner tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all going to have dinner tonight with the same judge who y'all arguing with in court. I, yeah. Uh, oh. That's problematic for me as well. Problematic. And, now, and it's a problem all were, over the country. You were talking about, Dr. Ken, and I know we'll probably have to take a break here in a second. Yeah, we do. Our obligation, and I'm mm-hmm. using that word in the literal sense, of serving when invited, solicited, summoned, however you want to classify it, jury duty. Right. Because to your point, what oftentimes is that there is a lack of representation from all types of people, from all walks of life that would say, mm. everybody, because the, the jury deliberated for five and a half hours. Now, it sounds not like it's not so long, but de- deliberating for five and a half consecutive hours, that's a long time. It is. For me, it is. It is. And that's it, a long was, time. It, it wasn't a lot of evidence. I mean. Yeah. So I'm sure, it, you know, it was a lot of back and forth and conflicting arguments and perspectives but ultimately we come back from break and our tmj old national bank talking text line is six eight five five six one six one six two zero have we as law-abiding tax-paying citizens decreased our response and or commitment is it like our patriotic duty to serve I would say when yes. we are summoned. Okay. And I would say no. And I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll, I'll say no when we come back. <sighs> I got things to do. Uh, I got bills to pay. Like her time is more important than anybody else. You could take that. How much <laughs> I did that? Like that. $9 a day or something? $18? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but I want to learn. I want to be better. I want to be a better patriotic, you know, serve citizen in this country i do uh teach me a wise one right oh now you playing with my age again huh i'm gonna get you i said oh wise one back to the truth on wtmj we are back the truth segment on tmj You are listening to Dr. Ken Harris, who, by the way, you can listen to every weekday evening live from our Good Karma Branch studios from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. every weekday evening. And you can tune in to me along with my co-host, Telly Hughes, and we'll get your morning started off 
in a great way every morning live from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. every weekday morning. So again, check us out, Dr. Ken and I, along with my co-host on The Truth, Milwaukee Black Talk Radio. Uh, Breaking news regarding the Republican um, uh, Republican um, candidates for president of the United States, Senator Tim Scott is suspending his campaign. Oh, I almost said so. No, okay, no, let me just, just just report that. Just 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 you know. <clears throat> yep. So they just had a news alert on CNN and Fox. I'm sorry, MSNBC and. Fox now News. there could be now now let's let's talk about this for a second because it could it it may have been a situation where the Trump administration approached him and said, "Hey, this is the process of elimination. It's getting down to crunch time. How about we offer you this position versus you running?" No, you don't think so? Why? Nah, because after the third debate, his numbers were down significantly. And it's it's the DeSantis, Haley, and Christy Vivek. Oh, so Christy's not even in the top top. No, no, oh. no. Governor Chris Christie, no. former he, governor. He just of hanging New out because he had money from the last campaign. <laughs> but so Vivek is still in. He's yeah. in the top three. Oh yeah, Vivek is. Yeah, he's he he keeps coming back. He keeps. Yeah, but I don't I don't <laughs> think he would make a great vice president. I think he needs to cut his teeth on Wait a minute, he's something. running for president. I'm confused. I think he, he's never run for anything. No, but and he's so, running for president. You said you so think the, he'll make a, a great vice president. No, I said I don't think he would make a great vice president at all. Like, he needs to but go somewhere. I'm confused. He's running for president. I don't care. I'm confused. He, he, he ain't. May I say it in my best ebonic vernacular? He ain't winning. <laughs> but I'm saying you said... <laughs> He would make a good vice president. No, I'm like, but he's he not running not. for. I said he wouldn't. He wouldn't even make a good vice president. Oh, now he, I hear you. Now I'm on the same page. Because he ain't running for president. He ain't winning. He ain't winning. He just like spending his billions of dollars. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have nothing to do with his money. If I were a Republican, and I was even thinking or considering about running for POTUS against Trump, I'd be like, yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait for the. Oh, this is a good. I have a question. Seriously, this came in my brain. <gasps> Can Trump stay in office for eight years, even though no. former President Trump? Okay, so if he if he's elected as president of the United States, you only serve two terms. Each term is four years. That's it. So whether it's consecutive or broken, so Correct. like, Correct. he would he would be able to serve one four year term, right? Okay, I was just curious because I. Yeah. I try to be up on our constitution. And so for me, the easiest way to get rid of him is to put him in office and then he's in a box. And then every time he steps out of the box, you can go, hey, you're the president. You can't do that. Hey, you're the president. You can't. And then after four years, you don't have to bother him for the rest of your life. If he loses now, he's in his like late 70s, approaching 80. He might keep coming back like a bad penny. Second question. And again, I need to study my U.S. Constitution a little bit deeper Uh-oh. as we approach. Can he pardon himself? No. So if he becomes president, he cannot pardon himself if he is, let's say, 
you know, based on these criminal charges that face that he's facing. But they're all state crimes. There's nothing federal. Okay, so, so he's it's, good. It's mm, Marion Barry was on tape smoking crack. He got reelected. And he got reelected to a city council seat. And he became mayor again. I'm just saying. Well, Marion Barry is a different. I, I mean, but that's a little bit of because he he was set up. But uh, he was set up. I know. What, crack. I know what you're thinking. Set up. He was crack. set up. I mean, was, do we really want to go there? Do we really want to go there, Doctor Ken? Out, time out. I'm done. <laughs> set up smoking crack. You're, you're, this, but see, you're focusing on. Had you not been smoking crack, fact, I could have videotaped you, and it wouldn't have mattered. You were literally no, smoking crack. It's not that cut and dry. And got convicted you're, you're, and went to jail for possession. Well, and there's a lot of politicians. Stupid. There's There are a number of elected officials that have done things that we, again, as regular law-abiding citizens will regard as, that's probably not a good fit based on your role and responsibilities of leading a all city right. or leading. That's all I'm saying. I'm set gonna, up. I'm going to cheat, and we're going to take a break early because when we come back, Milwaukee has their own automatic scandal that's brewing and we'll talk about it and you also got to tell me why i should serve on jury duty and we'll tell you why you should serve on jury duty who knows (laughs) if if the alderman gets in trouble you you might be able to serve on a federal grand jury i will Um, serve my city (laughs) you're, you're listening to the truth on tmj this is the truth on wtmj You're listening to Truth on TMJ. So, where you want to start? It's so much. <laughs> okay, well let's let's start with the jury duty. So again, we were talking about as it relates to the uh, Mattioli found being found not guilty of killing Joel Acevedo. Right. And we were talking about as you know representation in within the jury. We don't know what the jury looks like, by the way. I I don't at least. I don't know Me who either. who served on the jury, but I do know that there is an opportunity for civilians in the city of Milwaukee as well as in the surrounding counties and and cities to be more involved because I'm going to keep it real. Dr. Ken, a lot of us. And when I say us people of color with the existing doubts and reservations towards the justice system at both a local state and executive, excuse me, um, judicial level, for example, the department of justice, there's been some reservations in terms of, so wait a minute, you want me to take off and to your point, get paid like two cents an hour to serve and probably what's going to happen is the exact opposite of what I deem as justice. And again, I'm just playing devil's advocate here in terms of why a lot of people of color have reservations in terms of serving their jury duty when summoned. I think, what do you, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, what do you think we should be doing more of less of, to ensure that there is representation. Because I know there's, there's, you know, it, it, on a federal, excuse me, not a federal, a criminal case, both the prosecuting and defense side can say, nope, we don't like that juror. 
Right. Mm-mm. Well, you can only do it so many times. But like, I'm just saying, you, you have that ability. For, right. 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 And so I, I think what happens is that people don't understand that many times when people sit through a trial and they watch everything, um, prosecution, defense, victim, um, the accused, if you ask them, most of the time they'll tell you they thought it was fair. They they actually thought that that it was it was fair. They heard all the arguments. They heard both sides of the argument, and they felt that it was fair. It's the did people the jurors that, that served. Mm-hmm. Did the jurors that served on the Jeffrey Dahmer case ever come out and talk? Man, some I can't did, imagine. some didn't. Some did, some didn't. Woo! But oh my goodness! When you hear everything, right? That's a different perspective, and, and and I think people miss that because they just don't like anything that represents justice. And then when they go in, you have a few people. It's 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 the difference in people saying I don't like the police, and then they go in and they go to a citizens academy, and when they come out, they have a completely different perspective because they got the microcosm of everything a police officer does, and they go, "Well, I didn't know that." Like, I didn't know you could do this. I didn't know you had to do that. I didn't know this procedure, this, that. And then it changes your perspective. And I think the Justice Department does a poor job at helping people understand that perspective. The easiest way to understand the perspective is to answer the summons and go to court. And if picked, serve on a jury. And then you'll understand the criminal justice process. Great points. I know I, I really appreciate you sharing that, Dr. Ken, because for a lot of us, we fear what we don't understand. Correct. And if we don't understand it, then we just flat out say, you know what? I'm good. Yep. So the more that we have these types of understandings mm-hmm. as it relates to and I, I do I, it's part of my patriotic duty. You know, I'm not in the armed forces or the U.S. military. Whew. You know, I'm not in any. Po- <laughs> I am not in any pu- formal formal public service. I'm not even going to entertain that with a response, Dr. Ken. I am not in in any formal service, public right. service position. I do serve the public in a variety of ways, but not formally, i.e. fireman, i.e. police officer. Yep. And I, I do want to be a law-abiding tax pain now that we're talking about it servant if summoned in the role of a juror and more conversations like this remind me on why it is important because initially you know whether I have or have not been summoned to serve jury duty I have had reservations about mm. being being a juror well the well, opportunity hope- cost Opportunity well, cost. Let me go back to let me go back well, to microeconomics. <laughs> pay yourself more. When we come back, we I'm want to talk it. about this grand jury investigation that broke late Friday evening regarding Milwaukee city government. You're listening to the truth on TMJ. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. She is the effective communication coach, Denise Thomas. Old National Bank talking text line is 855-616-1620. Barn burner coming, and we'll see what Monday morning holds. Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ. 
You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. Denise Thomas, Dr. Ken Harris. Now, as we close, as we get to the end of the show, I got to throw this out. Now, this is a competitor of 620 WTMJ, Mark Belling from WISN. There's no such thing. Who who broke a story, an exclusive federal grand jury inquiry is underway into corruption in Milwaukee city government. Aldermen are in crosshairs. Federal grand jury, and this broke Friday evening. Federal grand jury is investigating corruption in Milwaukee city government with at least two, potentially more members of the common council involved. And so, as this unrolls and unravels, I'm sure there'll be leaks and there'll be information going. And it's not known how expansive it is. Uh, federal grand juries are led by the U.S. Attorney's Office. They're secret. You're sworn. And if you tell, you could actually go to prison. Um, they normally include investigations by the FBI. But word got out that there's an investigation. Now, something to remember. Everybody in the Common Council is up for election. Next year, next April, February, April, one else, all of them. So that means this, this is my calculation, right? Uneducated, no information. I have no idea, but whoever doesn't file papers might be guilty. Who knows? What do you mean who doesn't file papers? What does that mean? Well, you got to file your, your papers in order to run, right? You have to fill out your forms and you have to. Okay, gotcha. I just wanted to clarify what say, the papers hey, meant. I want to run. Here's my nomination papers. And if they don't, what does that mean? Does it mean they're guilty? No. Does it mean they're the target? No. But I think it speaks volumes to mindset, um, what they think they can do i mean i don't know it's it's just up for grabs it's just yeah so that'll be interesting if this story more is to come confirmed more to come so you know i i'll just have to i have to say this dr ken <sighs> government at both the local state and u.s level is taking a turn for the worse mm. I, I seriously you know i Look, really think that let me think about that you're right <laughs> I was like, you know, growing up, I just had the highest respect yep. for elected officials yep. and our government. Yep. And now every time I look up, it's just a legal attempt, uh, embezzling money, well, investigation now, of the. Now, now we got to we got to we got to go. Who's who's not corrupt? Right. Because we assume Man. all of them are. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, I need my faith restored in a in our government. And yeah, if you look at the that. word government, it's govern. It's to to regulate, to govern, to protect, to make sure that law abiding tax paying tax citizens have. Excuse me, law abiding tax paying citizens. See, that's why you had trouble have, saying it because you're talking about politicians. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? If you are an elected official and you happen to be listening. Mm -mm. I understand the, the concept of power and the ability to, to... corrupt. I wasn't going to say that, but I, I was. Yeah. See, see, I, when you have a certain look on your face, it's <laughs> and, 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 and in my mind, you have a hammer in your hand. Right. And everything you look at is a nail and you're about to nail like, 
Because ultimately, oh, absolutely. The truth of the matter is, no pun intended, the truth of the matter is that I am day by day, slowly but surely, losing my confidence in our government at both local, everywhere, state, national. I'm losing faith. And I need it to be restored because we have a major election coming up. And by the way, we've got a mayor who will be running for re-election. Yep. So there, yeah. When you're campaigning. And nobody's stepping up to run. When you're campaigning, people, whoever's running for whatever elected uh, office, please help reassure our faith, reassure our confidence, because right now. The headlines are like the pre- the former president of the United States. Criminal charges, this charge, state level. This person said, I, I can't take it anymore, y'all. And this is on both sides. Biden, you know, his son, Hunter. I, I, y'all, <laughs> I need my faith restored in government. That's all I'm saying. I got an answer. Citizen. Have a great week. Citizen politicians, <laughs> right? Yep. So you don't so cut cut your pay in like a third of what it is now. And also make sure that we um how can I say this? You can only you, you have term limits. That's it. You get two terms. You get three terms as a um And how about this? A psychological examination oh, that's public. Come on. <laughs> come on. You're listening it's- to the truth on TMJ. Cause the next thing you know, she's gonna be having me get one. I got one already. I was going to say, we need to check you about about every week, Dr. Wow. Ken. Every week. Thank you, Denise. I love you, though. Appreciate it. Love you, too. I love you. We love Evan, too, right? Love Evan. <laughs> hey, God bless. Take care. And we will see you on tomorrow. Thanks to Wyatt Barmore Pooley for the news tonight. We're out. And every-